Hello and welcome to Books and Stuff I Like, where I discuss books and stuff I like. After a couple of um, lukewarm uh, attitudes from yours truly, I'm kind of excited about what we have to discuss today, which is good. We should be excited. So let's just jump right into it. First things first, though, what I like. Um, I did something this week. I went to a national park. I have one close to me. I went there. I walked around. That's that's something I do now. Now, I, I, I don't always go to national parks, but, but we can call it hiking. Um, I don't like to call it hiking. I like to call it walking, but that is something I do, and it's not necessarily that I I like it or even enjoy myself all that much. Um, I, I'm I'm a dude in my thirties who's just alone. Um, there's there's only I I don't know things things that a a grown man can do by himself that's you know fine to do there's just not a whole lot and i mean some people might hate me for this i am i am left with an awful lot of free time um not having the whole kids thing or i i rent i don't have you know a, a house to maintain or a yard or anything Silly like that. So, um, obviously, I, I read. I enjoy reading, but you can't just read. I did that for a long time. You can't just do that. It's it's all about a balance. So, for the last year or so, I've been making it kind of a, a weekly thing. I, I go out for a walk. I'm, uh, I have some very good metro parks around me, and... Um, this is my first time at this national park. It was just over an hour away. What a good resource. Um, but I'll tell you, I don't really like hiking. Um, I hate like calling it hiking. I hate that I have, I I have, I have the stuff and I hate it. I have, I have a big floppy hat and one of those, my newest thing, like I have special pants. Why do you, you don't need special pants. Um, I have one of those backpack water bottle things. Oh, it's terrible. And then I like, I see people who have the same stuff as me. I think, look at this bozo, but that's me. Um, but all that, like my backpack water bottle thing is bad to the bone. I like it. I love it. I'm so hydrated. Um, so I hate owning all that stuff. Nature's, I got bit by a tick bit by a tick. So there I am. I don't even, where, where does the tick come from? Googling tick bites guaranteed. I'm going to die. It's, it's amazing that I'm here right now. Um, but I'm definitely going to be dead, you know, soon. I about called the squad to come get me. Um, but yeah, there, there's only so much I can do, uh, as a, as a single dude, just chilling out. Um, but national parks, what a great resource. Um, metro parks, what a great resource. I have gone through all the stages in my life. Um, 
what I'm what I'm getting at is when I was a teenager, I had that stage where I thought communism was just a great idea. And then college type age in my 20s, early 20s, I was I was a libertarian. And I think both those things are are natural progressions of somebody who thinks and has an open mind. I think anybody who spent enough time thinking and enough time keeping an open mind will have a period of time when when he or she thinks communism is a fantastic idea. That period of time might be an hour, might be a decade. Um, same thing with libertarianism. There's a there's a multiple syllable word. Um, but I don't know. Right now, I'm just kind of like you know maybe maybe healthcare should be affordable. You know I I don't really know where I am, but. As far as metro parks and national parks go, shut up and take my money. What what a great resource. That's just for everybody who, who can get there. You need to be able to get there. Um, and you need to have a smartphone to look up tick bites. Um, but I, I there's plenty of things I don't want my tax money to be used for. But I wish... If, if every year or every four years or whatever, we just get a form and say, here's, here's all the departments that your tax money is going to go to. And, you know, it wouldn't even have to be like, like some of them, like you have to give at least, you know, 5% to this department, but you can give more if you want. And we could decide where our dollars go. Every individual could decide. Um, I think that would be a neat idea. I've never really heard anybody talk about that. That is an idea, again, that I think would be neat. Um, I would I would give a lot of money to national parks. I would give all kinds of money to um, NASA. I, I don't care what the state of the world or the economy is. Any amount of money all the time, let's send people up into space for no reason. That's just cool. That's that's never not going to be awesome. Um, so yeah, hiking's stupid, but national parks are okay. And I have a backpack water bottle that I like. That's that. Full disclosure now, I forgot to check the time when I started, and that's, so who knows, have I been talking for an hour or five minutes? I have no idea, so this one might get interesting, but I guess it it's kind of fits. This book jumped, jumped places. Rarely do I do that. Not that I necessarily like this book, it's just weird, and I'm talking about Neuromancer by William Gibson. Okay, where do I start with this? Well, I, I started reading sci-fi. You all have been around for that. Um, and this this must have started something called cyberpunk, which I feel like I could get into. And if we're, we're going to be looking for examples of cyberpunk, um, we're supposed to look at Blade Runner and The Matrix, two movies I have not seen either. Um, I feel like I know enough about about them. I don't know why I miss. I don't know what I was doing. I don't think I was alive for Blade Runner. Um, but I mean, it, I certainly could still watch it now. And The Matrix, I don't know, in the late 90s, I who, who knows? Early oddies, I don't know when The Matrix was, but I've never seen it. Never read any cyberpunk, obviously never read any science fiction. I guess this book created cyberpunk, which is neat. Um, I love the fact that this book exists. It is 
so trippy and twisted and weird and just so I mentioned okay if if William Burroughs and Thomas Pynchon had a little sci-fi love baby it would be William Gibson and their little love baby would write Neuromancer this book is crazy it's so gritty and twisted and just surreal it makes zero sense. Zero. I learned after the first chapter, I said, oh, this is going to be one of those books like Gravity's Rainbow or Naked Lunch that is going to make zero sense. And I stopped trying to make sense out of it. It's difficult to read a book like that. Um, because when when we when we set to to have entertainment, we want we demand a story. We demand a narrative. I mean, even poetry has a narrative. Um Naked Lunch is so stinking frustrating because you can open you can open it to the beginning, middle, of the end and start reading. It's not going to matter. Now, Neuromancer does have a storyline. I I stayed pretty close to Wikipedia when I was reading it, just a, a plot summary, just to make sure I was picking up what I had to pick up, and I was. Um, but like Gravity's Rainbow, I I was glued to a reader's guide that was pages and pages and pages long. Um so I feel like if I would have read this without a plot summary, I would have picked up what it was about. But if I would have read it demanding it makes sense to me, I I would have been just insanely frustrated. And I think that's the problem that we have with books like this. Um, we, we demand things to make sense. And I don't think that's an unreasonable demand from a story. Um, and even... And I'm not talking about like the, uh, the twisted, the M night Shyamalan type deals where, you know, it doesn't make sense right away, but later everything tries, everything kind of sticks together. This doesn't, the, this doesn't make sense at all. It's, it's like you're on a bad drug trip, which you, the, I think that was purposeful. And I think the, the William Burroughs and the Thomas Pynchons of the world do obviously are doing this on, on purpose. You could do this accidentally if you're not a great writer um william gibson i i want to explore other things that he's written um i'm i'm halfway convinced that william gibson is thomas pynchon i guess he could be um there's been talk about that before what if thomas pynchon is a pen name of somebody else um i would love to look into that this book it, it's short enough. Now, the first time I read Gravity, or I tried to read Gravity's Rainbow, I couldn't do it because I, I didn't let the book choose me. I chose the book. Now, this book, as soon as I started reading it and realized, you know, this isn't going to make any sense. It was tough. I wasn't pleased. This wasn't the right time for me to be reading this book, but it's short enough and it makes just enough sense that I got through it and I appreciated it. I, I really... Um, I'm glad I know that this kind of, of thing is out there because sometimes when, when the world's making a little too much sense, which certainly is not right now, to pick up something surreal like this is, um, is refreshing. Uh, this book was not refreshing in our, our current state, but, but I really appreciate it for what it was. Um, 
So I would like to explore other cyberpunk. I would like to explore other William Gibson. First, I'd like to look into other cyberpunk to see if, if something's going to make more sense. I'm sure it does. Um, I still don't really know what cyberpunk is. I think this book coined a lot of new phrases um, like the Matrix and it kind of explains the internet before um, the internet was ever down. I should probably say a little bit what the book is about. Um, so again, it's Neuromancer by William Gibson. There's a guy, he's a hacker. He was a really good hacker. He was working for some company, may or may not have been criminal. I don't know. I picked that, didn't pick that up, but he robbed from that company. And, um, then he, he was like a super criminal because that company blacklisted him or something. So this guy kidnaps him and puts some like balloons of poison in his body. And the guy says, well, you know, if you want to live, those balloons are going to dissolve in, in a week. You have to do this job for me. So for the life of me, I don't know what the job was. I, I never quite got that, but he had to hack. So he like hacks into the matrix and it's like this other cyber world and he can go and look through other people's eyes. I don't know. It, it's, it's a weird, weird book. Strongly recommended. Neuromancer William Gibson. Get some weird in your life. All right, all right, all right. Has it been an hour? Been two minutes now? I don't know. I mean, I've been checking. It's been, it has been 12 minutes since I first checked my watch. And that was some, when I was going on a rant about a metro park or a national, I got bit by a tick. I, I, I've never seen a tick before that I know of. I just instinctively knew that that, that was a tick. Its head wasn't in or anything. Um, I peed. I think that's when I got it. Now, anyone who's planning a vacation to a national park, there's no bathrooms. And then you say, oh, you just pee on a tree. You can pee on a tree, but there's people at the national park. Um, there was just enough people to that my peas were very stressful. Um, so there is that. On the comic book side of things, I just finished the second installment for me of Saga. I think I talk about talked about the first. I should have looked that up um, before I sat down here tonight. But Saga by Brian K. Vaughn is the writer. Fiona Staples is the artist. If I haven't talked about this... Um, it, what a brilliant comic series. And if I have talked about it, it's still a brilliant comic series. This was the second of three books. I think it collects 18 issues. So if you get a volume, that's going to be six issues. I got the books uh, price-wise. It, it, it made a little bit more sense to do. Full-color illustrations. It takes place in a space world. So there's a lot of fun-looking aliens. Definitely uh, for the adult reader. Or, you know, I mean, if you have kids wanting to read Saga, read it for yourself and then see if the, you know, if it would have been appropriate for kids. So, so essentially what happens, this is like a Romeo and Juliet type thing. Um, two people fall in love. They're from different planets that are at war with one another. They have a child um, when each of their respective people hear about this union and the child that sprang from this union 
they try to act to eliminate pretty much everybody. So the couple and their kid go on the run and have a series of wacky adventures. Um, the good guys aren't always so good. The bad guys aren't always so bad. There are unexpected alliances. It's a fun story. Great artwork. Full color, like I said. Um, I love it. I love it. Now, this second book would be, I, I think if I read right, they're on the they're on a hiatus. And they've been on hiatus for about a year. So, I don't have super high hopes after the third book that it's going to be coming back. And I heard that the ending just rips your soul out of your body. Um, so I'm, I, let's say I'm halfway through. I don't, I don't know. So halfway through, it's good. I like it. I don't like it as much as I, I'm not as excited about it as I was when I finished the first book. The storylines start to get in my head and in my opinion, unnecessarily complicated. I have always had an issue with these kind of action, drama, thriller type media. Because I can't keep track of what's going on. I need a super simple story. Even like the side stories, I the, the plays within a plays, I am terrible with those. So maybe this makes plenty of sense to the average reader with a brain. But for me, um, you know, I'm that one saying, well, wasn't that person a bad guy? You know, what's going on now? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? And with comics, sometimes that can be weird. Maybe I'm supposed to be reading these issue by issue or volume by volume versus reading uh, 18 issues over the course of two weekends and then not reading anything for a month. Uh, there's some really interesting thinking and, and expressions that people have made about comics and when you buy a collection of comics, how that's supposed to be. Now, the other thing with this, I get really uncomfortable, and, and this is kind of embarrassing, um, that everything doesn't always work out perfectly all the time. I would love, I feel like I would love to just watch a movie that has no conflict or to read a book that has no conflict. Uh, we've all seen the graphs of how stories work, you know, the, the introduction, the rise in action, the climax, the falling action, resolution. I would love if everything was just always great for everybody, nothing happened. I would love to just watch a movie of, of somebody's day and then the movie's over. Or um, I think it would be a really interesting movie. The the killer or bad guy or whomever is, is whoever, sorry, sorry, is introduced early on like they are and crashes his car into a telephone pole and dies and the movie's over after 10 minutes. I, I think that would be great. Um, so in Saga and in, in book two, every, you know, some things that were hunky-dory in book one aren't hunky-dory now. And I think that's the point of telling a story. We don't, we don't want stories where things are hunky-dory all the time. We don't always want happy endings. We have to change that. That makes me uncomfortable. I don't know. Um, I always, what was the one... Oh, some of those cartoons when I was a kid with uh, the Coyote and the Roadrunner just made me really uncomfortable. That that such a such a heavy focus on conflict. I I don't know. 
that shouldn't deter anybody from reading Saga. I'm very excited about Saga. The only thing, pay attention to this if you try to read it. I would really recommend, unless you're against libraries like I am, that's just too much time to go to and from a library for me. These books are not cheap. Now, remember that they collect 18 issues or three volumes, but one of those books on Amazon been as high as 50. Now, if you watch Amazon for a while, they can go down, but that's a lot to pay. That's that's a lot to pay. I I don't think they're worth 50. I don't think 18 issues of anything, well... Is worth fifty. So wait. So if if you can get this for about the thirty dollar mark, I think that's that's a super bargain. It's a fun series. I I I cannot recommend it highly enough. And I'm sure you're the type of person who can follow a slightly complicated storyline and doesn't cringe at conflict. On a side note, I love The Office. I love that 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 cringy type stuff, but just just standard conflict makes me uncomfortable. And that I don't know, maybe, who knows. That might be all we have time for today. I've been talking for a while. Neuromancer William Gibson Saga um drawn by Fiona Staples and written by Brian K. Vaughn. Both come strongly recommended. It has been a pleasure basiling with you. Please continue to be safe. Think of yourself. Think of others. Think of that wonderful line from The Fountainhead. I would die for you, but I couldn't and wouldn't live for you. A lot of us might be willing to take one for the team in this this age of a virus, but are we willing to alter our lives for others? I think that's a very powerful thing. I would love to get into that more, but I think I may or may not be out of time. Until next week, stay classy.